0: So i to tell you a story about a guy. Uh, he's about, about 35, 35 years old. And he started getting uh, really worried. And um, he went, had some health issues and went to his doctor. And uh, so he's there with his doctor. And he's like, man, I, I don't know what's going on with me. But I mean, I'm 35 years old. I should be in good health. But just every, everywhere I touch, it hurts. I and mean, I touch right here, it hurts. And I touch here, it hurts. I mean, even my stomach I just, uh, it just it just hurts and so the doctor said okay you know this sounds sounds serious so we're going to figure out what's going on with you and uh he he draws a bunch of blood and he sends off lab work and so the you know, guy's sitting there anxiously waiting for a couple hours and finally the doctor comes back and he says you know what I, i've got some good news for you um your blood work came back clear uh your white blood cell Count's it's just great, you know, you're, you're, you're a healthy guy, so we're going to run some more tests and figure out what's going on. So they, you know, do a CAT scan, and they do all these other tests, and doctor finally comes back and says, you know what, I, I finally figured out why it hurts when you touch everywhere. Your finger is broken. <laughs> I love the, the comparisons that we have uh, with our physical bodies and the, the body, the church. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. In Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to read to you uh, here 11 through 16. It says, It was He who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to teach everyone what they would need to know to succeed in life, to make sure that everyone was educated and knew exactly what to say when their faith was questioned. That's not what it says. It says, To prepare God's people. We will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ, from him the whole body, joined together and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does does its work. Sounds pretty awesome, doesn't it? A group of people that can build each other up and help each other on this, this journey of attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So before we get too far into talking about the body, um, I've got got some rules for tonight. Um, and if you don't follow these rules, you will fail camp. But seriously though, uh, when I speak in public, I need complete silence. No distractions at all. Um, so most importantly, I want you to listen, but um, you're pro- you'll probably want to sit like super, super, super still. Uh, like if you could keep your hands to your sides, that would be great. Don't don't cross your arms because that's that's kind of rude. Um, don't do that. Um, don't play with rocks or sticks or pine cones. Um, don't play with flashlights or your water bottles. Um, actually, if you have a metal water bottle, go ahead and just kick it over. Uh, you're welcome, Chad. Yeah. Uh, don't draw in the dirt because um, I don't care how good of an artist you are. Only God can make something cool out of dirt um don't think about how tired you are or maybe how hungry or thirsty you are Uh, don't think about how uncomfortable the benches are um don't think about who you're going to be going to the banquet with or what you're going to be doing first when you get home Uh, don't think about how hot or how cold you are and don't think about your clothes smelling like smoke from the fire all right you guys got all that you think we can do that so i'll tell you what go ahead and just forget everything i just said and, uh, and just listen for a few minutes. All right, I'm gonna try to keep it short and sweet for two reasons. Number one, I'm short and kind of sweet, <laughs> so that should be easy. And number two, um, I know that the more I say, the less you'll remember. If you focus on all of the things that I just said a minute ago, and you, you focus on following this list, um, I can pretty much guarantee you that all of you would have failed miserably. Um, But if you just do this one thing, just just listen. Before you know it, we'll be through out here, and you'll have probably done all of those other things without even realizing it. You want to know something cool? Yeah. Yeah. Christianity is like that. It's not about rules. It's not about following a checklist and marking things off. It's about one thing. It's about Christ. All right, this is important. When you go back home, I don't want any of you to go to church anymore, ever again. (laughs) Sorry, Michael, I know um, you probably didn't expect the Bible teacher that you hired to tell people not to go to church when they get home. And James, before you start picking up rocks, just hear me out. I don't want you to go to church ever again because I want you to be the church. When asked... Where do you go to church? Most of us, um, I know I'm guilty of this a lot of times, our first thought and our first response is a physical location. We you know, give them the address. Most of you probably say, oh, I go to, go to Church of Brentwood. So that's the easy answer, right? But the church is not a building. The church is not a place. Uh, one of my favorite passages is in Acts uh, chapter 17. It says that the God who made this world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and he does not live in temples built by hands and he's not served by human hands as though he needed anything because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else um quick side note here the the word he uses there uh, uh, the word used for gives in the original language it's not like a one-time thing that he just you know, gives somebody life and then moves on, gives somebody else life and moves on. It's a continual action verb, which means that right now at this moment, every single one of you, whether you have been baptized and you're already in the body of Christ or whether you don't even believe in God and you maybe don't even want to be here, but God is giving you, he's actively giving you every breath that you breathe for one reason, so that you have the ability and the opportunity of seeking him and he's promised that if you seek him you're going to find him Mm -hmm. and he's not far um back in ephesians chapter 1 verses 20 22 through 20 23 says that god placed all things under his feet and appointed him we're talking about jesus here and appointed him to be head over the body over everything for the church which is his body The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Do you ever have trouble feeling full at home? No. I'm not asking if you have enough to eat. I mean, how often, think about it, how often do you really truly feel content at home in your lives? How often do you stop and think about the fact that you're part of something bigger than yourself? How often do you realize that you are a crucial piece of God's divine plan? How often have you stopped to realize that there may be somebody out there that only you can reach, that only you have the influence over because of your relationship with that person? How often do you uh, have you truly felt at peace or, or maybe even taken comfort in knowing that you can have something inside of you that is better than having Jesus Christ himself standing by your side. Sometimes we go to church, go to church, my air quotes, and we leave disappointed because maybe the songs weren't our favorites, or maybe the sermon was bad, or maybe there was somewhere else that we'd rather be, something else we'd rather be doing because we've gone to church so many times and been disappointed. I've been guilty of that. Maybe it's because we're not spending enough time with God and with his spirit throughout the week. So, you know, we're, we're basically starving ourselves. And, you know, Sunday Sunday morning, this, you know, going going to church has just become another thing that we do. Uh, that we're looking for this, you know, spiritual high to get us through and last us to the next week. And Sometimes we get it and sometimes we don't. <laughs> I've been guilty of that too. If church is about you, I guarantee that you will always be disappointed and church will always fall short of your expectations. If you look at church as an organization, it's going to fall short of whatever your expectations are for it, and you're going to be let down. Has anybody ever gone to a restaurant and you pay all this money for this food and maybe the portion's not very big or maybe it's just not very good? And you're disappointed, you're let down? Yeah. Anybody ever gone to Starbucks and paid six bucks for a cup of coffee and... Maybe it wasn't made exactly the way you like it, it's kind of sugar and water and maybe a little bit of coffee. It's easy to be let down when our focus is on ourselves. But when you come to know that we are the church, that you are the church, your expectations of it are going to change because your expectations of the church are going to be your expectations of yourself. Um, Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 through 21 says for this reason i kneel before the father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name i pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and i pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long God knew that we would not be able to make ourselves right. So he sent Jesus. And he knew we wouldn't be able to follow Jesus by ourselves, so he created the church, the the body, and this group of people that could build each other up, could encourage one another as we work toward a common goal. Does it always work out that way? Sadly, no, because we're humans. And a lot of times we're selfish and we lose sight of his purpose, but God, the God that knows how many stars are in the universe because he put them all there and he calls them all by name, God, knowing everything that's going on in your life right now, knowing how empty and alone you might feel, made it so that you could be here at this place, at this time, surrounded by people who love you. God, knowing how many times we would mess things up, said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to give them my spirit so that they can get through the hard things. They can do the impossible. They can shine light in the darkness. They can be light. I'm going to make it so they can see and understand mysteries that even angels long to look into. I'm going to unite people that have absolutely nothing else in common. People who are politically and even morally opposed. And I'm going to make a new family that the world can look at and admire and say, that's different, I, I want that. He said, I'm gonna make it so that anyone and everyone, no matter their social status, no matter how rich, how poor, how insignificant, or how dirty and sinful they are, can be part of an eternal family and can become a dearly loved child of mine with an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade that is church